We are continuing our series of studies in the book of uh, the Epistle of John. And this evening we are looking at chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, verses 16 onwards, 16 and 17. This is what it reads in the NIV. It says, If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. You know, you know there's a couple of important thoughts over here. You remember right from the beginning we have been saying that this epistle has been written primarily to warn the believers of these false teachers who were present there. And then he specifically said that they went out from us because they were never really a part of us. And as he's ending this episode, he is now again highlighting that by speaking about a sin that leads to death and a sin that does not lead to death. And what should be our response to uh, you know, those sins. You know, a person commits a sin that leads to death. What is our response? A person that commits a sin that does not lead to death. What is our response? So in other words, what is our obligation to a person in the fellowship who has sinned? Now, in the previous verses, he just spoke about answered prayer, isn't it? This is the confidence that we have in him that he hears us. He answers our prayer. So here now, after having given us this confidence that we can come before God and that God will hear and answer, now he's speaking about the duty that we have for one another in the fellowship so that you know, they would continue to grow in their walk with God. Now, if a person says, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, because we are part of the family. We have a responsibility. And he concludes this whole episode with the gravity of sin or to emphasize that sin must not be treated lightly. If the false teachers have come around and said, it's okay, you can do this, no problem. John is saying, hey, no, no, it's not okay. Sin, wherever it is there, has to be treated very, very seriously. Remember, sin is actually a, an a, a breaking of God's law. Sin is actually missing the mark. Okay. And Martin Luther has said that sin is essentially a departure from God. You know, the pathway that God wants us to go, and if we change that direction, if we change that road, then that is sin. And in fact, John Bunyan minced no words when he defined sin as this. He says, sin is the dare of God's justice, the rape of his mercy, the jeer of his patience, the slight of his power, and the contempt of his love. In other words, when you think of what God has done for us, and you don't live a life of obedience, you do what you want to do, Bunyan says, hey, you know, that is sin, doing your own thing, doing your own thing. So here now he's speaking about these two aspects of, you know, a sin leading to death, and a sin does not, that does not lead to death. And what is our response? Now, remember, he says, if anyone sees his brother sinning, he doesn't say, go to the leaders of the church. No, he says, if anyone sees his brother sinning, 
He doesn't say either, call up your friends and tell them about it so that they can pray. No, it's not speaking about if you see something that is wrong, gossip about them to others. No, what he's really saying is if you see anyone in the fellowship committing sin, living in sin, as Galatians will say, you who are spiritual, restore that person gently. So there's no judging, there's no gossiping, there's no passing on of responsibilities. John is writing here and saying that each one of us have that responsibility. But then he's differentiating between two types of sins, one that leads to death and one that does not lead to death. Okay. So what could be the ones that lead to death? Commentators have struggled with this uh, now verse you know, and have different, different opinions on it. Let me share with you just you know, what has been proposed as the sin leading to death. First of all, some people will say that this is a specific sin. Like in the Old Testament, if you notice, you know, there were sins that faced the death penalty. Okay. So in the Old Testament, there was a, a clear-cut distinction between sins of ignorance, which were committed unwittingly, which could be cleansed through sacrifice, you know, and also sins which were presumptions, presumptuous sins for which there was no forgiveness. Remember, there was the cities of refuge that were there if by in a mistake, something has happened and a murder has been committed, a person could go to that place and find refuge. So there were sins in the Old Testament which was very clear. If it was done unknowingly by something has happened, then there was a possibility of you know, no death penalty. But if a person deliberately killed, then there was definitely a death penalty that was involved. So here it could be a person who deliberately does something wrong, continuously lives in sin and says, you know, I don't mind that. I, I see it's perfectly right. So that it could be a specific sin that an individual is involved in, not bothered in spite of all the uh, guidance or the counsel or the help that has been given in the fellowship, continuing to live in that particular sin, a hard heart, the scripture is teaching us here, hey, that could possibly lead to a spiritual death. It could lead definitely to out of fellowship with God. And if a person continues to live in that sin, as John has rightfully pointed out in these earlier chapters, a person who believes, a person who trusts, a person who is a believer does not continue. It's not a lifestyle of sin. So if there's a lifestyle of sin, hey, that's a sin that leads to death. Secondly, it could be apostasy. You know, Apostasy primarily being a denial of Christ and giving up on the faith altogether. Okay, So he's saying, okay, this could be the second possibility of a sin that leads to death. A person says, sinner. You know, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. As the writer to the Hebrews will say, if a person has denounced the cross and says, I don't believe in that, then there's no more sacrifice that can be made. In other words, Jesus is the only way. It's the only perfect sacrifice. If a person says, I don't believe in this, then what else is the alternative? The alternative is only death. So that's the second aspect. Thirdly, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. 
Remember, Jesus spoke about it and says there's only one sin that will never be forgiven. And that blaspheming against the Holy Spirit was primarily spoken of again when Jesus was here on earth, you know, when Jesus, who is God, who is here on earth, saying, doing the things of God, and the people around said, hey, he has a demon in him. In other words, attributing a work of God to a demonic spirit. And that was specifically, again, when it came to response to Jesus. So in a, in an individual who has these three type of concepts, okay, who has denied Christ totally, who is continuing to live in sin, and there's no working of the Holy Spirit in his or her life, end result is going to be sin, is going to be death. But if the Spirit of God is working in our lives, remember the job of the Holy Spirit is to convict and to convince. So if there is the tug in our hearts, then you can be sure that you have not committed that sin. Oftentimes people have that fear. Have I committed the unpardonable sin that there won't be any pardon? The very thought that you have that question would show that the Spirit of God is still working, you know, convicting you of sin. So we need to respond to what God has done for us and continues to do for us. But if there is that willful rejection, if that willful uh, disobedience or that willful to say, I don't care what God thinks. New Testament, you have the classic example of Ananias and Sapphira who willfully continued. They sold the property. They decided together, this is what we will tell the church. And even when an opportunity was given to them also, is this the amount that you sold the property for? They said, yes. You know, they kept it back for themselves. So they thought they could lie to God. And then God disciplines them by physical death over there. And if you notice, the Bible also speaks about, you know, coming to the Lord's table with due diligence, with due preparation. It says, if you don't, it says, this is why some are sick and some have even died. So there is that possibility of a physical death happening. Your spiritual death is not that. Your physical death happens because, you know, God wants, if you were to say, to take off a rotten apple from the group so that the rest of the people in the fellowship are not affected like he did with Ananias and Sapphira. And if you notice, you know, there was a great fear that came upon the church, it says. Okay, you know. So he mentions over there that I do not say that you should request for this. He says, you know, in other words, you know, there's no point praying for an individual who has, after repeated warnings, or after continuously knowing the truth, he says, I don't want to believe it anymore. The scriptures they say, that's what he has decided. That's what he has decided. If you notice in the book of Romans, it speaks about God has revealed himself to us through creation. But if the people continue to do, they gave into their lust, they gave into their desires. What did God do? There came a time when he said, enough is enough. And the scripture says, God gave them up. Even in the Old Testament, you speak about the God's spirit shall not always strive with man. Yes, as long as there is life, there is hope. We can definitely pray for them. But from God's perspective, this is what God is also saying, that there is going to come a time when grace is going to end, mercy is going to end, 
and there will only be judgment. So that is why we need to make sure in our own lives that we are living lives of repentance and obedience to God. And when we see a fellow brother or sister in the fellowship, in a living a wanton life, we have a responsibility to do something for that. What is the responsibility? To definitely pray for that individual. Start with prayer. Don't start with gossip. Don't start with judging. You know, don't pass off the buck, but start with prayer. When you know something, start praying for that individual. And God will begin to guide you to show what needs to be done. Then in verse 17, it says, All unrighteousness is, is sin, and there is a sin not leading to death. You know, he's clarifying now. Yes, there is a sin that leads to death. You have to be careful about that. But he's also saying all unrighteousness in is sin. In other words, there is a gentle warning that is given, but there's also a reassurance that is given to say it could be that it is not unto sin. That's why 1 John 1 9 comes into operation, which says if we confess our sins. So there is definitely that open door for forgiveness. You know, if a person is willing to respond to the correction, then the scripture does teach us that God is willing to forgive. But sin must be treated seriously. Because if we don't treat sin seriously, there is a possibility that your heart heart can become so hardened that you don't hear the voice of God anymore. Like in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 and 17, speaking about Esau and what happened to him, it, it says, see that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent though he sought it with tears. Look at those words. He found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. In other words, when he says he sought it, he means he, he sought repentance, but he couldn't find it because he was no longer capable of repenting, you know, because his heart has become so much hardened. Maybe this is what the Lord meant when he's speaking about, you know, the unforgivable sin, the unpardonable sin. And as God continues to work in our lives, as God continues to speak to our hearts, our responsibility is to make sure that there is no unconfessed sin, no hardening of heart, so that you know, that state can lead to either physical death, you know, so that the rest are saved, or even more worse, you know, the eternal death, the eternal separation from God. And this is a warning that John ends this letter with primarily targeting the wrong teachings that are there. If you go that pathway, this is where it's going to end. It's going to end in death, eternal separation. So he's saying to the believers, to those individuals who know him, know the Lord, to those individuals who have the confidence in prayer, he says, if you see somebody going astray, going that pathway, the pathway of destruction, the pathway of false teaching, he says, start praying for them because you and I have a responsibility for them. Let's bow our heads in prayer together.